Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I'm Swears. And thank you for joining us. This is the Ruckline special where we go through the conundrum that is the Ruckline this year. Normally it was set and forget the Gaundy show, the Max Gorn and, um, what was it? Grundy. Jeez, I forgot. Right, Grundy. <laughs> is he at the moment, Chris? Um, but before we get into it though, our sponsors as well. So sponsored to you by splashvodka.com.au. It's gone for a bit of a runner here. And um, trying to get on our Manscaped as well. So waiting to hear from a response if they want to continue their great sponsorship into this next season. Um, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok as well. And all the also all the audio platforms as well. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. Been popping off. I think we had 2,000 views in about two days or streams in two days. So really kicking off <laughs> in the next season, guys. YouTube as well, Chris, where can they find us? Uh, just search for Supercoach Insider, and we're also, um, I've been impressed with your efforts on uh, YouTube Shorts, which seem to be um, a real quick uh, upload. They're just, you know, obviously basically just uh, essentially TikTok for YouTube. <laughs> is, is what it, it is, and we're putting on TikTok as well. TikTok getting the more views at this point, but YouTube Shorts, because from the 1st of February, YouTube Shorts will start to have the revenue and stuff as well, and we're already on there for revenue for YouTube, so I thought we'll make some shorts as well. I like how you say quick edits, Chris. It's not that short, even putting all the... I don't know if you've seen the forward line and the defensive line where I had all these images and stuff. It probably took me longer to edit. Doing all the audio, doing the video probably took me longer than the actual episode I did with Swizz. So it was like 30 <laughs> minutes to record and I was spending about maybe 30 minutes to an hour to actually edit. So oh, thanks, man. Oh, great that's, work, why, man. that's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> sure they do. Nice, yeah, sure they all do. Right. Uh, so Ruck Ruck, where do we start, lads? Where, where, where's the? Have you got any plans for this one, or we just sort of keep recording, just go go hell for leather? Is that, is that the plan? Is that what we normally do anyway? It has to be hell for leather. But can we? Well, let's just start with the Gorn and Grundy situation. Considering yeah. that in years <clears throat> gone by, it was the Grundy and um, the Gaundy show. <laughs> so, where do you think that influences and how it impacts? So let's go with Grundy coming in. Gorn already there, Chris. What do you think happens to both of them? So Gorn's spoken about it and um, so has Grant. Look, they've all spoken about it, I suppose. So we've got a few snippets to work with, but um, Gorn has basically said he will play any role that's going to help the team the most. So that means, that unfortunately, he's the most susceptible to having a, a decrease in his ruck time. Um, then it's come out a little bit that the likely scenario is that Gorn basically takes the defensive half stoppages and Grundy takes the uh, forward half stoppages. So if you split a line down the middle, they might split the CBAs. Um, Gorn goes behind the ball, so we know that that's good for his scoring because you can obviously intercept the ball, and Grundy goes forward. Um, is he a better goal kicker? Uh, get a better mark? I'm not sure. I think it's much of a muchness. I've never seen Grundy as a real good forward option. But he's you know pops up and takes a mark and, and kicks a goal. Um, he'd be good at, at very least. He's always very good at sport at getting the ball to ground. Uh, and I think that's probably where Melbourne see his role as, as not necessarily the, uh, the full, like the forward in the goal square, but the forward, you know, getting up the ground, um, and, and impacting the game that way. So unfortunately for me, what we also saw last year with Grundy was when paired with Cameron, his scoring was nowhere near 
what it has been in the past few years. So what he averaged could be potentially what he's going to average, which is around 105, is it, that he averaged last year? Uh, 103 and change, I think. 103, yeah. Mm. With, a, with a low game there of 54. I don't think you can select either of them without looking at it. I, I Personally, I just don't see any purpose in doing that. You know, they, they're both going to be impacted in some description. We don't know how. All we really know is that they're not going to be the 120 force that they have been over the past three years. Um, now, they could because there was also no other clear option. They could potentially still be really good options, which is just crazy when you think about it. And Brody at his price might be just cheap enough to just go, well, I don't like any of the options, so I'm just going to go Brody Grundy and cross my fingers and, and see what happens. Um, that's uh, You can't do that with Max Gorn, though. He's too too expensive. 622k on a, on a flyer is just not really what I call a, a good way to spend your money in Supercoach. Um, but yeah, that's how I see the, the pairing. What about you, Swizz? Yeah, so I think against the better teams, I can see Gorn starting in the back line and their winger is actually their half backer. Um, and he starts on the corner. And once the bounce goes, they race up and then they move the half forward up and it becomes sort of a five six, seven situation with Gorn as the intercept marker. Against the weaker teams, I think Gorn probably starts forward um, because they know they're going to win the you know the bounce and get the ball forward and he'll take marks there. With Grundy, he's your starting midfielder, uh, your starting ruck. But how much then game time does you know Grundy play? Obviously, he had some injury concerns last year too, so early in the season, you know, he could spend you know, 70%, 75% on the field and you know they could rotate, especially now. We've talked about the uh, the interchange band sub rule. You know, do they potentially in games where they're up by ten goals at three quarter time, they go, okay, Grundy or Gorn, one of you this week, you're going off at three quarter time. We don't need you there. Um, so I think we're going to have different situations. We know Melbourne are going to be up the top, so they're going to have games where they're going to absolutely monster teams, and they're going to have the luxury to do whatever they want. Um, it wouldn't surprise me in um, cutthroat situations. Both of them start in the midfield. And that, and I can't wait to see that one, that time they actually do it. And one takes the ruck, and then maybe there's a repeat stoppage, and the other one flicks over and takes the ruck and just confuses the whole setup that they've got going there. So um, I don't want to touch either of them because we just don't have definitive roles. And I don't think Grundy's coming out and going 120, you know, over the first five, six weeks and going to price you out. Um, so, you know, it's maybe something we look at by time if you know or even if it's in that upgrade season if we really need to jump on grundy but it's not going to be gone well i think we saw, two things are we important, saw that though. two um that two ruck system that uh, you just described with geelong last year right so usually there's a follow of the leader style in the football um and that was with obviously uh Litzavs and and stanley that were you know moving back to center half back and that's, I think, their whole purpose of what they're trying to do. Hmm. Now, the added bonus of the sub means that they can take that risk and flyer and then go, okay, well, if they need more run, bang, one of them can go out. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe they, you know, get out a uh, a forward like a, a, a – no, not there anymore, is he? So who are their forwards right now? They've got – Benny Brown, Fritch, um, Shaggy, so, Tommy, Mac, Tommy McDonald. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, they might just go, well, Ben Brown, get out of here instead of, and we'll play forward. Um, yeah. Grundy out of the forward line. But so just, I think, I think because of, especially Gorn's age now, that like games against sort of your Norths and Hawthorns and stuff like that, three quarter time, they'll be like, off you get skip. And you'll be like, yeah, shoot, sweet. 
played my three quarters and yeah yeah absolutely and that, so maybe that will start to bring Grundy into it but uh, yeah the each week's going to be a different situation depending on their opponents they they've got a lot of luxury there I think there are two things that are clear. Number one, we're not quite sure. We're just speculating on how they're going to use the extra sub rule. So there will be a slight change as far as possibly strategy, but we do expect rucks or rookies will probably be the one to go off. Um, no, but teams we've, were, we've seen it before though, right? I mean, it, it, you can't imagine. Well, the, the rucks were getting, yeah, the rucks were getting subbed off, but then rucks you look at teams. Going. Yeah, the look, but looking at the teams with the two ruck system in general. Um, so like Tommy, uh, so Tim English does, you know, sweep, now get a game knowing that he can just get off the field. Um, so looking at teams that maybe do the one ruck preferably would be beneficial. The other thing that's clear to me is that there's no guaranteed top two ruck this year. Like who can you honestly say this person's going to be top two or three? Outside uh, of a good a good chance, yeah. outside of like, outside of saying, well, t- you know, Tim English could still develop and he could be top two or three. Well, the Wits, does Wits hold still, on? Like there's value in, in English's price. Yes. The problem with English is he still only played 15 games last year. And it, it seems to be a trend, unfortunately, with him is that his body's just not holding up to AFL level. Um, and uh, the ruck is one of those spots where, and you guys have gone through it as well. If First of all, you probably should have some sort of backup, which is where I, I suppose Darcy Cameron falls into this equation. But um, it's, it, it's very easy to get injured in there and you don't have, you have minimal backup even on the bench. So it's very easy to lose points out of the ruck line when there's an injury that happens. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of got to go for reliability as well. And, and English has just proved unfortunately last year that he can't do 22 games. So it sort of, it doesn't put a, a huge red line through him for me, but it, it definitely goes, unless he's going to be guaranteed to get a, go 120 or something like so far above everybody else that you just got to jump on. Then would you, you'd see it. See, at the but moment, I'm, I'm starting English because I don't want to be that situation where, you know, you trade him in and then he gets injured and you've burnt that extra trade. And, like, if right. he's fit to start the year, I'll yep. back him in until he goes down and then we'll see hopefully somebody's broken out there. But I it's think the uh, Nat Fife effect. Yeah, not years exactly. gone by. Yeah. Yep. So well, I suppose we've sort of segued to English and, and not really. But um, how much do we think Lob impacts English or if at all? Is he going to have – yeah, you know, is he going to be a 10% ruck or is he going to be a 30% ruck? I think it helps because then they don't play Jordan Sweet. They play Lob. Oh, yeah, Sweet's not. And then, that's right. And Lob gets to, you know, be his pinch hitter. And obviously, uh, Steph, you know, Steph Martin's you know, not yeah, there anymore. So. That's right. So yeah. I think it actually English, helps English. While we're, while we're on English as well, he also has the concussion issue because we know that they're conservative. When he gets knocked out, he doesn't just miss the week. They're more conservative and he might miss two. And that's definitely a real issue. Absolutely. Yeah, especially in that position, right? He's just more prone to getting head knocks when he's filling himself with a ball for high high marks, etc. Um, I again haven't ruled him out, but I'm saying uh, and look, you're right, Swiss, in that you you'd rather start him, right? Because if he goes on a heater early, which he he, he could do, he could like last year, for example, went on what one twenty, one thirty over the first four or five rounds, and then you're trying to scramble to try and get him in. Yeah, and then um, you bring him in and then you watch him get concussed and you're like, yeah, freaking so me. You actually save a trade by starting him because of that. Yeah. Um, so look, there's there's definitely reasons for him and I'm not like, I just don't know where I sit right now, to be honest with English. That, like, Wits is an interesting one, right? So Wits, obviously 605K, 
had his best ever output with 20, um, over 22 games, but really tailed off towards the end. So was that he was just tired? Was it injury related? You know, is there another reason? He was, I think at one point, he was averaging close to 130 for the first yeah. half of the season. But he also didn't play at all 2021 because he did that ACL. So maybe right. he started off fresh and on fire and then the lack of conditioning or the season length started to get to him. But he still played 22. Mm-hmm. And that's more than you can say for literally and he's captain. seven runs. Also yeah. captain as well. So they definitely want him out there. So do you spend that little bit extra money and then just get that security in, say, Jared Witts? Also, who just happens to have the round 13 buys? He's got the ball by himself, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's a huge advantage. A huge advantage that is understated. So, um, and I don't know if he'll be picked as much as the other guys just because the Gold Coast factor. Is they just don't get the same love. Yeah, yeah. and that's true. And But uh, like, he could be the standout ruck this year. He could. Absolutely. Like could. This... Because if you think Anderson, Raul improve, even Took still could have a couple points in him. That like He's going to keep knocking down to them. You would expect the Suns to improve because Ben King's there to straighten them up. Like Chol as yep. now a second, f- you know, full forward um, with King, they probably kick more goals. And, you know, their slice of the pie gets a bit better. Does Wits, yeah, those uh, hitouts become a bit more effective? It's a good midfield to tap to though, as well. You kind of look at Anderson, Took, Rao. Like I think they're definitely a good enough contested team to sort of win clearances. I've, I'm, I'll go record right now and say if I could lock in 110 and 22 games from Joe Witts right now, I will take it. I'll bite your fucking hand off in the ruck line because I'm just so left field with everything. Um, I, I don't think there is a better option, to be honest, and that's saying something. Joe Witts is the best option in the ruck this year, guys. Who would have thought that? Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And it is crazy because, yeah, it's just there. there's no one else to me that looks that, like – with value upside. So the other one that's obviously there is Darcy, yep. but they've just had Luke Jackson come over. So what does that ruck split looks like? So we saw, obviously he rucked with Lloyd Meek in the team. And it was at some points, Meek was doing 50% CBAs and Darcy wasn't getting that line share. Now I would suggest that they want to try and get the most out of Luke Jackson that they possibly can. And the most out of Luke Jackson is getting him around the ball. So what does that split look like? It's interesting. I think um, Jackson was talked about even maybe playing at well, center half back or something as well. Can play forward. I think the issue with Meek was Meek, uh, Darcy was a better forward than Meek, and Meek pretty much just played ruck because that's what he could do. Um, Darcy again has the same questions about his body though. When you kind of go through the yeah. top the top line there, you got well. I think the best scenario for anyone is that Max Gorn gets defender status or Grundy gets <laughs> forward would be, status. Would be good, yeah. And then that would be like a round six hallelujah because it's like, well, there's your cover as well. Well, they've got uh, to start everyone's... there to get that though, right? Like yes. at center bounces. So yes. that, isn't that how they work out the percentages? It's like where you start and, and you know, where your actual traditional position is. Yep. Um, Which means that 35% of the time, Gorn's going to have to start in the back line instead of in the, you know, so 65 maybe in the ruck that, off, off. It's That's definitely something that could come out of this is that the ruck dual position is going to be really valuable and we're going to see rucks during the season become more important. So someone like a, a Tim English could get forward status at round six or therefore you have to jump on him because he's going to be probably yeah. about... I don't think, about I don't think anyone else range. is going to be taking the main share of the ruck for English though, but I think you're right as far as... Gordon yeah, and Grundy definitely could. Yeah, I know, but I think there's yeah. no one else really to kick him out unless they're playing sweet in the ruck and playing English forward, which they won't do. I don't think English will be getting that split as much. 
Um, well, Grundy I'm, and Gorn are definitely viable. Uh, Marshall may play have to play forward for the first sort of six rounds, and then what halfway through the season, King comes back. Marshall's now forward eligible and gets the lion's share of the ruck. That's another possibility. Mm-hmm. Once yep. Max King, because what do you get? Shoulder reconstruction, he'll be back partway through the year, maybe. <laughs> Kingy, possibly. Well, um, I don't know what other option they have. They probably need him to come back and just try and bring it to ground or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm looking at, um, so outside of those top four guys, I mean, Rob doesn't really excite me. I mean, 100 to average, 20 games. Is there upside for him? Maybe. Is it really worth that punt? Probably not. Nick Nat, eh. Blitzarves, eh. Nank, 22 games at least, you know, but he's obviously yeah. shares that ruck juice with Soldo. Goldstein's probably going down. And then the next one you've got is Marshall there. So I was very keen to lock in Marshall before Max King went down. And now I'm sort of like, if I go Marshall, I'm probably going to have to have, say, Darcy Cameron back up because not only is his yeah. body unreliable, but also his role could be in question. So it's a, yeah. What do you do with that? What, what are your thoughts on Marshall Swiss? Since King got, went down, I'm not as big of a fan. I want to see how they structure up. I'm really worried now that it's Tom Campbell comes in and Marshall plays some forward. Um, I just don't see where they're – unless they can sign another forward or Hay, Haynes or Hayes from last yes. year recovers in time. But that's just a massive hole that you know they haven't had to deal with for a, a couple of years. Membry does a job. Um but, yeah, I've got major concerns around that because we know Marshall can at least go forward. So, and the fact that they've got actually a proper ruck on their list, um, yeah, does that change things for him? Well, I know that they want to use Marshall in the ruck. I know but they, do. They, they do. They yeah. <laughs> do, but it's a, they've just lost their best Rob forward. Peter to pay Paul, yeah. I, yeah. And, look, Tom Campbell, like, there could have been – there's a case to be made that he might have been the starting 22 anyway. Might have been. Um, so – you know, how much of that ruck split would have been there. So therefore, uh, are they using Jack Hayes? Are they using, you know, what's their, what's their next man up situation in that regard? And it could be that they start Campbell and Hayes. Um, so it's a preseason watch with Marshall, I guess, but I'm, he's cheap enough to, he's, he's basically, you know, six grand cheaper than Brady Grunder, Brady Grundy, Brady Grunder. I'm probably more leaning towards taking a flyer on Marshall than I would on Grundy. I think there's more scope for Marshall to be the number one ruck than there is for Brody Grundy. So that's why I'm potentially looking at that. I think that's valid. And again, if Marshall gets forward status and then all of a sudden starts to get the lion's share, then I'm straight away looking at it. Um, again, it just comes down to roll. Uh, but there is definitely a lot of teams with, even, even if this is questionable here, imagine draft leagues. Who are you going to pick up? Like it's there's so yeah. many with the two drafts here and there. It's like well, you look at well, Meeks now gone to Hawthorne, but okay, well, there's Ned Reeves has probably got the the line probably first dip. So watch that one. So what do they do? You know, with Reeves and uh, look at Meek and you know, so Max Lynch there. So it's like well, what happens there? And then you got Port Adelaide is very interesting for me as well because it's like well, is Lysette recovered? Is he their best one or are they going with Hayes? But they also showed that they wanted to use Tickle at the back end of the year and really valued him um, in some capacity. So mm-hmm. there's a lot up in the air at the moment. I mean, Asava Radagalia, a cheap $174,000 ruck forward. Um, they like him. It's like, well, is he finally coming along? Segler as well could knock out Stanley because Stanley 
wasn't their preferred option. And then all of a sudden he's now a premiership player. Um, yeah, they just they couldn't get their team right as far as that ruck line. Segler was meant to be their number one, came in, was injury riddled for most of the year, came back, and then it was kind of like, well, Geelong kept winning. So it was sort of too little too late for Segler. Uh, I think there's so much up in the air at the moment with some of these ruck lines, which is why it sucks. It's probably the hardest line at the moment. Yeah, I, I'd say that as well. Um, I suppose we probably, in terms of mid-prices, there's not really much. And I think that that's the other key thing is that you, in most years we've had a mid-price option that we could go, okay, well, at least if they get the number one ruck, then fantastic. We're going to lock that, that guy away. And then we just have to focus on finding one other ruck. Um, this year, the, the, the probably the biggest one, which you've already touched on, is Lloyd Meek. But he's just got question marks written all over him. He's a sub-risk as well i i I hate his price point 428 or something isn't it 431 for meek he averaged he averaged too much (laughs) he he Mm. was too good of a ruckman over there with darcy um and 80 is just not even in the realm of i I could deal with at his price like it's he'd need to average 100 to be worth it so Fuck, that's a real tough call. It's hard. I've seen people even tempted with Lysette at 429, Draper with the 398. People are scratching at, at, yeah, at anything. Yeah, Draper's can... a shout if he, if he can put it together. But I, I, Essendon are in shambles and have been for a, yeah, a better part of a decade. So, hmm. <laughs> even, so yeah. don't yeah. press your laurels on, on anything. I know, I know a lot of yeah, the Draper, but he's, he's shown absolutely no ceiling at all. Like I, yeah. I, I don't want to go near somebody who doesn't have any ceiling. That so uh, I know, yeah, we were looking for that cheap option and that. Like Blue Sarves from Geelong has tempted me a little because, but then that Mr. Fix It guy and stuff, but he's yeah, still, av- but he, yeah, and he won't average top and that. So he's sort of going to be at best around his mark. Um, Darcy Cameron, I'm actually, I've got him in the forward line. I'm tempted to start him also in the ruck and then maybe flick him forward when maybe it becomes more clearer because he's Collingwood's clear number one ruck. Yeah, he can um, definitely so that, buy us some time because he's got an yeah. average anywhere from what, let's say, ninety-five to one hundred and ten. Yeah, yeah. So, and that, so and it's the worst case, he can be at he, six. To me, but, yeah, that's right. He's a top six forward. Hopefully, he's the F. You know, or at worst, becomes that guy who's your R three F seven sort of F six loopholing. And there's um, yeah, there's actually upside there too because yeah, you've got to think about. Is. Okay, so let's have a look at um, at Collingwood's best twenty-two. Is Mason Cox still even in there? At and best, I don't. Th- uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one, isn't he? I think he's in and out depending on the matchup. So, yeah. so depending on if they go with an extra tall. Now, I thought with if they were looking at say the five uh, interchange players, that he would still definitely be in. But now they've got Dan McStay there, right? So they can use him as that chop out player, and then have Cameron as a ninety percent ruck. Now, if that's the case, Cameron's probably averaging 110, right? Like, that's a pretty good result out of a 450K player. Um, however, they could also go with Nathan Krieger, who can chop out in the ruck. Would he have more ruck time? I know Krieger's a bit of a bit part everywhere player, right? So he's, he can play center half back, he can play center forward, he can play in the ruck. Like, he's never really been consistent because of his injuries. They've also, Aiden Begg has been fucking killing it in preseason so far. Um, and we saw him for a couple of games last year. He's actually a rookie ruckman at the moment. I think he's priced at about 187k. Um, if he gets some game time, then I think he'll probably chew up a little bit of the on-ball time from Cameron. Um, now he's not a traditional. Um, he's more of a follow-up, attack the ball style ruckman. Um, 
but he's uh, he, he's definitely good around the ground. He's got bursts of speed and can burst from packs. So, um, so yeah, there's there's opportunities there in the Collingwood lineup, but you'd say definitely Cameron's number one by an absolute mile. Yeah. And then okay, so what does it look like? Well, we've seen a 50-50 split with Cox, and we've seen him average. What did he end up averaging last year, Cameron? 85, 84. 85. So, and from when was it that Granny went down? Round, round six, six, I think. So, so round, I, round I mean, seven, I don't have those stats well. off the top of my head, I, but I would I say will, he probably averaged 9,500. Give me... Yeah, I, I think Darcy is probably the best One minute. lock as far as R2. It's the same thing we did with English because everyone was saying, oh, you have to lock in Gorn and Grundy. And I was like, well, here we were sitting going, well, I'm not so sure it's Gorn and Grundy. And the yep. worst thing is that if you go with the set and forget ruck system, and if you went and go, okay, I'm going English and wits as you're set and forget, well, if they're not top two, then you're burning a trade or you're stuck with them for the whole year. And I think that what you're saying is it buys time. If you... If you think Whitson and English with Darcy as your forward to give you cover and that buys you time, I think they'll both do you know quite well. So, um, to but yeah, Cameron as 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 the R two same as last year. It's like, well, if you start with one premium, let's go say you're going Wits or let's say you're going English. That's your one premium ruck, and now you get to see the start of the year who's firing, who is going to be top two, and then you can go and lock them in without having to try and lock yourself into a system with yeah. less flexibility. So, 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 to, so to answer your question, Chris, he went 97. Yeah, I mean, so what? Uh, monster lock? Is so he yeah, one what, of the what's best? that? That's 13 so he's either going to be a that, lock in the forward well, that's, line. Or, that's 13 points already just there. Yeah. yeah. So he's either going to lock your forward line or he's going to be a lock in your ruck line. Either yeah. way, I think Darcy Cameron well, is I think 90, 97 you're in that conversation as a, yeah, as we said, a top, top 10 forward. Yeah. Or some description. Yeah. yeah. And so, what and was it? And it gives you cut and ends up in Where was the cutoff for the top 10? It was yeah, I'm just trying Jeremy to... Cameron at 91. So, 97 puts you up at the as a top four forward yeah. last year. So, no, now, brainer, having said that, I think this year there are better forwards. Yeah, there are. Um, so, the, 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 that's the, the ceiling at probably top 10 is maybe jump up to 95 ish. Yeah. Um, but you're still, you're in, still in that mix and you're providing right. rock cover. Which is a must. So yeah. the question then to me becomes, does your second ruck, let's call that Marshall, Darcy, Grundy, whoever you decide to, are they averaging more than, say, Taranto, uh, Cornelio, uh, Rosie, you know, these guys? Because that's who you're, that's the premium you're taking out to fit one of those other guys in the forward, to, to fit Cameron in the forward line to play an extra ruck. So there's a real stru structure question for you. And right now, the only one that I would say, I think Taranto is an absolute lock. So I, I wouldn't even park him in that conversation. But, but he's basically the same price as Marshall. Taranto. Right. So is he going to, so does um, Marshall say average more than Canelio? Maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. not depending on uh, the role. But he's 70K cheaper, right? Uh, does mm. Rosie average more than Marshall? Good conversation. Question isn't marks, it? right? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, those are the questions that you're going to have to work out with your structure long term because I I think that Cameron is better suited if you because I because the ruck situation we just don't know anything about there's not going to be any real two guarantees lock in one whether that's Jared Witts whether that's Tim English lock in one get Darcy Cameron at R two and then wait it out they're not going to price you out immediately. And there's not really enough really super value guys in the forward line that you're going to be like, oh, well, I have to have this one. Um, that's how I'm sort of structuring it up. Darcy Cameron R2, lock away number one, and then wait and see 
if it's worth putting that extra money in the forward line or putting in the ruck. Because traditionally, we had rucks that would score much more than the forward line. This year, I think that that's not actually the case. I don't think there's the standout 110-plus option that we've been so familiar with in the ruck line. All right, boys, we've got to wrap this up. Let's go with uh, forward. Uh, so, rucks on your bench. Who are you looking at? Yeah, that might be either. I was just thinking that. It's, um, a loophole? If you're wanting the – because I want the ruck forward swing then when I move Darcy Cameron forward. So, I think you've got the 123 guys in Jacob Edwards and um, Samson Ryan who potentially look closer than a few others. Jack Williams – Average minus two last year, so um, and then or you've got the 102 guy to save clash, which is Nicholas Madden from GWS, but I don't see him getting a game, so it's like no, if you're you going to loophole, that's probably a good shake, otherwise, that, or do you want the guy who could potentially play throughout the year? Yeah, I think that's probably right, or even Jacob Edwards could surprise us if he finally develops. I don't know. Um, Chris, what do you think? Anything shaken for you? Uh, yeah, well, with that, I mean, also to take into consideration would be buy structure. So try not to have um, a, if it's going to be a permanent loophole player for you, that's fine. Try not to have it in a week where you're going to have a lot of premiums out. So if it's going to cost you an extra 20, 20K to potentially have a playing player, it might be worth it from the start of the season. I don't know who that is, though. I, I, I'm not sold on Jacob Edwards because they've also got... Um, uh, Charlie Combin down there that apparently is training the house down. I mean, he's playing more as a forward, but they've got him, they've got Tristan Cherry, they've got Goldstein. So he's going to have to knock down a huge door to get into that ruck line. And there'd have to be quite a few injuries. Um, Samson Ryan seems to be the one because he's, yeah, he's really next Hank, off the rank. There's not really that. And Richmond, what do we got? Tom Lynch and Rewalders are only two tall forwards now. Yeah. Too, so there's potential. So, well, Eric, Eric Banning from Fremantle Pony just got back from America. White House down. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yeah, no, I mean, so yeah, there's considerations there, and I, look, there, there'll be an obvious choice closer to. Um, and there, look, there's an option as well for a defender ruck. So there's uh, that Dominic Akui. So let's say you start Gorn, you know, he ends up playing a large percentage of time behind the ball. You might want to start one of those defender rucks there, so that you can actually switch them, have that switchability. Black um, yeah, or, or like gone if so. he does come through. Exactly. Um, look, I think the biggest thing to take out of this is that there's definitely probably more questions than answers at this point. So let's wait and see. We'll get into another ruck segment closer to the season. But I think that wraps us up at the moment, boys. Uh, thank you very much for joining. Hope everyone has a lovely new year. And um, we'll catch up, up with everyone soon for our team-by-team -team analysis. Probably our best time of the year, boys. Yeah, I'll see you in 2023. Yeah, see you next year. Well, they <laughs> say see you next year. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. Cheers. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.